Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Doing Good Business Podcast. I'm Laura, and I am here as always with Kelly. And today we're going to talk about giving because tis the season, right? It's early December. We just had Thanksgiving in the U.S. We just ended our episode last week with Greg and Sabrina from Push 10 talking a little bit about what they do as an organization around giving. So today, Kelly and I are going to dig in deeper. Yes, unpacking another esoteric term. <laughs> Here at Doing Good Business. One we of take, our favorite things. It is one of our favorite things. This is something that we've really started to enjoy doing that we never saw coming. So it's kind of fun. Absolutely. Fun. So Kelly, corporate giving is definitely more your area of expertise. What do you think that people don't know about it or mm-hmm. should know about it? Right. Great question. As always, thank you, Miss Laura. Um, so I think one of the first things is to really unpack what does corporate giving mean, right? And that's what I meant by an esoteric term. It, it's really been obscured. It means different things to different people. And, um, you know, people who are in the space mm-hmm. certainly will have uh, specific ways of talking about it. But for, for today's conversation, you know, let's just think about it in this way. Corporate social responsibility is what most people think of when they think about corporate giving. And there are actually three ways not just one, not just two, but, but three, three ways <laughs> that companies really use corporate social responsibility as a strategy. From, from its origins, it was always about how a company self-regulates. Hmm. And so typically that falls under risk management compliance, right? Well, how are you doing no harm mm-hmm. so that it's a, it's a way of containing that risk? Good okay. for shareholders. Oh, and bonus, it's actually doing no harm for society. So that's a good place, cool. right? I've said this before. The positive business does not judge. And I should have said that disclaimer, disclaimer in the beginning. <laughs> Every good is good, right? Yeah. So it's just understanding what the differences are because that way you can pick and parse out what what is most important for your company and the markets that you serve. So we've got this do no harm risk management. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the bottom line, right? That's like level one of like corporate social responsibility is do no harm. Absolutely. And and put practices in place that really assure that so that you're not surprised, right? You don't find out as the company's leaders like, oh my goodness, right? We've been working with this third party supplier of something and they Mm -hmm. do something horrible, right? Mm -hmm. So it was... That's one aspect of CSR, corporate social responsibility. The second one is in the way an organization uses it to create value for themselves and Mm -hmm. then parenthetically for their stakeholders. So that would be in creating, you know, being really innovative, which, you know, is another word I like to pick apart a lot, Mm -hmm. but being inventful or resourceful or experimental with things that are actually sustainable and good for the environment. Uh, Case in point. I ordered uh, two pairs of boots the other day from Zappos, which arrived perfect. It's like this new time in my life, or anybody who's heard me talk about my shoes before will be very happy to understand (laughs) that I ordered shoes online and they fit me perfectly. But I was pulling out all of this stuffing from inside these boots and like hard cardboard wedges, you know, everything. And I'm thinking, I think there could be a better way to do this Mm -hmm. in 2018 going into 2019. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that would be some type of innovation then that would be good for the environment Mm -hmm. and still keep your boots, I don't know, open. I I don't know what that's right. Not banged up. (laughs) Exactly. So 
there's that way. The third aspect of, of corporate social responsibility, I think, is what most people think about because it's the philanthropic aspect mm. of it. It's saying just as a person could be a philanthropist, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give something of mine to something else, to a cause, right? Mm-hmm. To um, people who maybe don't have as much as I have. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the philanthropic side where you're you're either donating money, mm-hmm. in-kind donations, volunteer hours, pro bono service. So that's the PR side of well, corporate social Yeah, it is. That's to what you hear extent. the most about. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely what you hear the most about. And the problem with that type of philanthropy is that it can be a little bit... Um, hard to really identify the impact that you're making, although Mm. that's starting to change. And it's also not related to the core examples. uh, I'm sorry, the core business activities. Okay. So that's when you get into things like a company can have a wonderful CSR program, Mm -hmm. as Wells Fargo does. Mm -hmm. They do a lot for the community. They value diversity, economic empowerment, Mm -hmm. environmental stewardship. But it didn't stop the bank side of the business from, as we well know, I've talked about it before, from opening up, you know, false... Mm-hmm. false accounts in their customer's name. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different. Um, but that's changing, and I'm super excited because next week we're going to have Katie Wright, mm-hmm. founder of Wright Cause Consulting, on with us. Now, she does a lot of work in the cause marketing space, mm-hmm. and she's all about the stra- the strategy yes. and creating you know cross-partnerships mm-hmm. for the benefit of something else, but also for the impact. Yeah. So I think it's really important for people to understand with um, – with corporate social responsibility, we can be like pilot pens and we can actually create plastic pens that are from recycled water bottles. Mm-hmm. Kelly's writing with one right now for those of you not in our at-home studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they can do no harm, like kind of the risk management. So they're not going to employ children. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's a good thank thing. You for that. mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Or they can be out in their community supporting a cause. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first thing that, that people should really understand is what types of corporate giving are there? And all of that, corporate social responsibility, is different from corporate citizenship. Hmm. Again, my definition. There are others. I offer it up in this conversation um, to think of it more like civic engagement, where you move beyond doing no harm to proactively doing good. You're really taking on something there. Okay. And you're looking at it and saying, wow, we have really low graduation rates mm-hmm. in our community where our business operates. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because then our workforce pipeline is diminished. Mm-hmm. So how how are we going to support that? What programs, mm-hmm. what nonprofit programs are already in our community that we could support in very strategic, even dare I say it, partnership mm-hmm. type of way that one of the metrics would be graduation rates, oh, right? Because cool. if graduation rates go up, then it's more likely that you can get those students either onto some type of secondary education or into career training, some type of work workforce development programs. Awesome. And then that makes it better for everybody. Now, that's a little bit more, and again, save your angry tweets. <laughs> just we take Follow us, but not if you're going to angry tweet us. <laughs> but just take this in the, the giving spirit in which it's yeah. intended. It is yeah. directional, right? Yes. It is not necessarily prescriptive, mm-hmm. what I'm sharing. But it is a way to say there is a difference, even if it's subtle, between mm-hmm. corporate philanthropy, as we know it as part of corporate social responsibility, and corporate citizenship, which arguably could become part of of corporate social responsibility, sure. but it's really saying we've identified something in our industry or in our community that needs to be changed. 
in our industry. Yeah. I'm sure you're you're wondering what? What could that possibly be? Cyber ethics. Mm-hmm. Does anyone think that's important? Yeah, for right? all of us. Anyone who's ever gotten an email from a credit card company or an online uh, vendor where you did shopping that said, oh, we've had a breach. We've had a breach in our security. And Absolutely. Yeah, your right? credit card may be at risk. And then you have to go through all the things just because you wanted some boots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that's something that technology companies could really get involved in advocating for change mm-hmm. and championing for changes. And, you know, there are certainly ethics principles mm-hmm. that a lot of organizations out there already um kind of adhere to and they promote um, IEEE, which mm-hmm. I'm sure Laura will, will give us a nice link with their full association. IEEE, yep, I am and, familiar. Um, ACM, right? There are a lot of them, but that's something that an organization can get involved in that they don't necessarily think of as given. But yeah. it is giving because they will have to give. They'll have mm-hmm. to give their time or their resources or their knowledge, right? Their their good ideas. Mm-hmm. And they'll have to share those to help move some of those things forward. Yeah. So I think of all of those things. And when I hear you talking about them, I think like large companies, like big scale. You mentioned Wells Fargo. Obviously, every organization has some degree of like cybersecurity, cyber ethics policy in place. But I think about small companies and I come up with the example. So uh, my husband is an IT professional, but he works for a large medical practice. It's okay. 15 doctors, and he's the IT guy. Like, it's just him. But one of the things he does, so he gets computers. You know, all a dozen of the doctors needed new computers. How do computers come packaged? And your Zappos story made me think about this. Right. You've got the cardboard box. You've got the hard shell styrofoam around the monitor. You've got something else around the keyboard, something else around the tower. All of these, like, packaging things. So he went out and actually found a recycle center, drivable distance from the office that recycles the styrofoam, which nobody recycles styrofoam. I've lived in like five different counties in the Philadelphia area. Right. Like nobody recy- found a place that recycles the styrofoam. You know, they do cardboard recycling at his work and things like that. And the old computers, he found an organization that uses them to teach kids a trade and to teach them how to do computer repair or teach them how to like, you know, upgrade a, a Windows, I don't know, what's the newest version of Windows, a Windows XP to Windows 10 right, you know, or something right. like that, but like doing good and giving back. And it's not, this is, so I'm going to put my, my micro hat on. This is the individual level responsibility. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't work for a huge company that has a gigantic, you know, corporate social responsibility policy or doesn't have a, you know, an, an ethics panel or, or committee or something like that, like you as an individual, as a leader in an organization, as, a, as an individual contributor, can take on some of these values of giving and of, of having the social responsibility. And you can find a place to donate old computers if you're in technology. If you're in, mm-hmm. you know, facilities, you can champion for a recycling program in the organization. If you work at the front desk, you can, you know, have healthy snacks for the employees. Like there are ways that you can incorporate giving as an individual, and then I'll, I'll counter that with if you are in one of these big companies and you do have a, a big corporate citizenship policy or a, a corporate social strategy, make sure that you're walking your talk. I have heard countless Absolutely. stories of people who have said, well, you know, when we have these big meetings about our, our, our big United Way fundraiser, just for an example, you know, my manager is really publicly supportive, but then when I volunteer to give my time, because it's all done during working hours, because mm-hmm. it is tied into the corporation's ethics and, and their, you know, the fabric of their giving strategy, well, then when I volunteer my time, you know, my manager kind of gives me the side eye, or my manager gives me a hard time and, you know, tells me I'm going to have to work extra to make up the work. So if you are a leader in one of these companies, make sure you are a public and a private champion. Make sure you are empowering your people mm-hmm. to be a part of this mission 
to not have the chasm that Wells Fargo had where you right. have this big public, mm-hmm. you know, oh, look, we give this, we support that, we community develop here and there. Oh, and we're going to open fake accounts. Like, I think that's probably something that I would imagine was an issue in Wells Fargo. You know, if the leaders are just publicly promoting and, and privately shunning, you're right. not ever going to have this be a part of your strategy as a company. Absolutely. It's one of the criticisms of corporate social responsibility yeah. is that when there is that disconnect, it's perceived as either purpose washing or greenwashing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's when it's being done for philanthropic reasons, right? right? Because it's not as connected, although that is changing. Mm-hmm. All of my friends in corporate social responsibility, that is changing. Um, but <laughs> No angry tweets. <laughs> um, but there is that type of disconnect. And when when companies are doing this for risk management or value creation, then mm-hmm. it seems like a little bit more selfish, right? Yeah. But it's not. And I think you hit on something. First, I want to say we should definitely have your husband on as a guest. Second, because I applaud his efforts. But you we talked about it being part of the fabric of a company's corporate giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talk all about all the time about how words matter mm-hmm. on this. It's kind of our our subtext it's our to, thing. to what we're doing. <laughs> but when you flip it that way, your husband had the chance to say, oh, now this is just something else I've got to deal with. Yeah. I got to go take this out to the dumpster or whatever he was going to do. Or he could have just said, oh, well, and put it in the trash. Exactly. Yeah. But when you flip that to giving, this mm-hmm. is an opportunity to give and you understand all that corporate philanthropy, mm-hmm. citizenship entails, mm-hmm. then it becomes it is part of a giving program. Mm-hmm. Now it's not, oh, this is something I have to get rid of to, mm-hmm. oh, somebody might need this, right? right? And and how can I get these computers to this organization? And yeah, maybe it takes a little bit more time the first time. Mm-hmm. But then once you have the relationship with them, then you have the plan. You have the relationship, yeah. you know, and you just go back to them. And, and shout out to his leadership who doesn't ever say to him, okay, you can take that styrofoam to recycle it, but you've got to do it on your own time. You know, right. like it's fully supportive of exactly. the initiative that he took, which is again, for a small company, these are the ways that you can incorporate some of these you principles. You are so right. You are so right. That's the small company, the, the mid-sized company. Mm-hmm. This It's not exclusive. And I also feel my own personal opinion, so I guess I can take those angry tweets, is that, um, <laughs> well, we can take it. you know, is that I think when people think philanthropy, mm-hmm. right, you get this idea, this um, image in your mind of who, what type of company that is yeah. and what type of person that is. And for some people, some business leaders and smaller organizations, they think we're not that large mm-hmm. at corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you can still be corporate givers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and that can happen in small yet still meaningful ways, right. large scale, but meaningful mm-hmm. ways. And it all goes back to what we talk about all the time. Why are you even doing it? Yes. Right? Why? Yes. That You've got to start with that first question. If you're doing it to boost morale and build mm-hmm. a culture in your organization, then, you know, think about what are the strategies? Because not everyone wants to do all of the same corporate giving. Maybe right. you've got to survey your employees and mm-hmm. ask them, what do you want to do? Don't make assumptions if you're the business leader mm-hmm. that you know what yeah. your employees want That's to do. That's a great point. Build in some flexibility. Yeah. And then... You know, what are you actually going to do when mm-hmm. you've got to make a plan? Oh, by the way, this is not a build it and they will come scenario <laughs> for in every organization. Sometimes if you really want companies to do something, you're going to offer maybe paid time for people to do things. Mm-hmm. Make it easy for them. Yeah. Right. Because this is for a lot of people. It's new for mm-hmm. a lot of business leaders. It's new to put it in place for a lot mm-hmm. of employees. Mm-hmm. It's new to even take um 
take advantage of it. Right. So make it easy. Again, yep. the first time out, you might have to do a little bit more leg work, a little mm-hmm. bit more hand holding, but then people get into the groove of, oh my God, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do these really cool things. Um, and then how will you know if any of this is working? If you're doing it for your team, you're looking at employee engagement metrics. We've mm-hmm. talked about those before, productivity, absenteeism, quality defects, all that kind of goes to hiring, right? Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to, re- did your recruiting improve, right? right? Because you are doing these things, mm-hmm. you're talking about it in a meaningful way. Values-based right? hiring, like we talked about with Greg and Sabrina last exactly. week, you know, attracting exactly. the right people based on these programs that can actually increase your retention and you know help you hire the right people from the start absolutely yeah and um if you're doing it for the community then what are those metrics Mm -hmm. and yes you have to dig a little bit deeper but typically there will be someone in your organization who wants to do this anyway and can be the champion right right? and if that's a mid-level manager or maybe a frontline employee they're Mm going to need a little bit more direction on on what they need to to do and how they're going to capture that but certainly you can find out from your Mm -hmm. local high schools if graduation rates have been Right, right. So that's what you're looking to do. There are ways to get that data. And then it's like anything else. You know, you tweak it, but Mm -hmm. you have something in place and you think, Giving is for everyone. And can I just say, make it fun? Like when, as soon as you said champion, I was like, I was thinking back to, you know, like 18 years ago, a friend of mine took a job with, you know, huge multinational corporate company. And she was a champion for CQI, continuous quality improvement, which basically meant how do we get people to stop stealing paper clips from our supply area? So every, like the corporate initiative, the champion idea, like it's been there, done that. and, And this is actually a way to take that old concept of having mm-hmm. a champion for something and make it fun again. Make it fun. Let the people decide, like you said, mm-hmm. Kelly, let the people decide what is the initiative that they want to support. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, maybe it's something in the community. Maybe it's mm-hmm. something global. Maybe it's something that is somehow tied into the work the company does, but mm-hmm. do a survey. Survey monkeys free people. Like do a survey. Let people decide, mm-hmm. you know, what the initiative is going to be. Maybe even rotate them. Put together a group of people that are excited about this and, right. and will take on that legwork, but but in the spirit of, of joy and wanting to do it and giving back, like make it Absolutely. fun because we're all different. And yeah. in that way, you're celebrating diversity, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you recognize that people are, have diverse perspectives, mm-hmm. backgrounds, all of that inclinations. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, right. And you're being inclusive of all of those being in your strategy for that, giving. Yeah. Right? And Keep there's, it there's a way to figure that out. That's what business leaders do. Right. You figure stuff out. Right. right? Exactly. So you can use yeah. a lot of what's already out there um, to figure out your corporate giving yeah. program. And we so. all know that people have more, you buy into it more when you are a part of the process yes. and you want to be part of the process when it's something you believe in. So identify your people that Absolutely. believe in it. Let them be part of the process and let them be, you know, the mm-hmm. champions and the cheerleaders for this program. But just, just ask the people. Ask them. Ask, ask them, them what they want to do. Invite them to the table. Ask them what they want to do. Exactly. <laughs> and every idea is a good idea. And I say that uh, also remembering the very first time that I can remember personally giving mm-hmm. was when I was in elementary school and I went to a religious education program after school. Mm-hmm. And we got this thing. It was called Operation Rice Bowl. Okay. And so you would take all of your money um, your nickels, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what we had, and, mm-hmm. and you would collect money over time, and you would fill up your little rice bowl, and then that would be enough to buy another child food in oh. a country that I was not really familiar with right. as you know, seven year old or eight year old. And I remember thinking, under <laughs> the any idea is a good idea, I remember thinking, why don't we just bring those children here because we have food, and to me, that just seemed so much more, you know. Um, expedient (laughs) and effective (laughs) than having to get the money and then find them food. So yes, there will be some (laughs) false starts along the way, but stick with it. Yeah. Um, Because like I said earlier, um, every, every good is a good thing. Yeah. 
So, and right now is probably the best time of year to start something Absolutely. like this. Everybody's already in the, the spirit and has giving on their mind, but let this, let that be part of the momentum that makes this fun. Let this yes. be the time when you start it for 2019, you know, start your giving plan, figure out who your, your excited individuals are and put them together and let them survey the people like use this energy that is in the world right now, right after Thanksgiving, right mm-hmm. before all of the December winter holidays, like mm-hmm. whatever you are feeling and whatever joy and and spirit of giving is in your corporation, you know, just capitalize on it and start to put that into place and put it into a plan. plan. Yeah, exactly. Make it a plan and work the plan. Right. And understand why you're doing it. Yes. What you're going to measure to know that it's working and then you're in good shape and, and be prepared to make tweaks. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Fabulous. Kelly, this was fun. Stay tuned next week. We're going to have Katie Wright, as uh, Kelly mentioned. She's going to talk more about purposeful and intentional marketing. And uh, happy giving season, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions, suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.